I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We really sing-songed that one. Welcome. I had to meet your energy. I don't know what that was about. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there's some people that are bringing out that energy uh, within me. Maybe a day, a particular day that's really bringing out that energy. You know, I'm seeing one and three in my brain on a Friday. Whoa. So is that, I, is that I, telekinesis uh, coming I through? Was, <laughs> oh. That's it. You've, you've exposed my secret, producer Brian. Uh, guys, it is Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. How do you celebrate it? October. In October. Oh, my God. It's the Best a legendary time of the day. Year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, today we must, must, must discuss one of the Friday the 13th movies. But which one are we talking about? We're talking about the 1988 Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. I hate this place. It's making me do things that I don't want to do. I'm seeing things. I could have killed somebody. I could have done that. Christina, when you are highly emotional, you do almost anything, you see. It just proves my point. I mean, you made the matchbook move. You broke the pearls. All right. If you can believe that I did those things, then why can't you believe that I saw someone get killed? We do believe you, Tina. Your psychokinesis and these delusions are just all tied together. <gasps> no, you're not listening to me! You haven't heard a single word that I've said! Mom, please, can we go back now? I don't want to stay here anymore. Go back where, Tina? Look at me! Back to the hospital? We're starting to make some real progress because you are here. Mama, please. We'll go back tomorrow morning. You can't just leave now. It's just not working. You want to throw this all away? I mean, we're at a very critical point right now. Do you want to see your daughter in the hospital for the rest of her life? Is that what you want? Look what you're doing to her. I threw my fingers really fast and then was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it, is it seven? Yeah. Is, did I get it? Did I get it? Great. <laughs> okay, so uh, Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood, was directed by a one John Carl Beekler, which I looked it up. He is mostly known as a special effects makeup artist. Huh. So he not only directed this movie, but he also did the special effects makeup for it and a lot of other movies, including... One called A Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust. (laughs) Take a moment. Take a moment. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And you guys, the movie is available for free on Tubi. (laughs) I watched the first 10 minutes of it. If you just need, uh, if you just need something, I don't know what. But if you need something, please watch Ginger Dead Man. Should that two. be our our Christmas film? Oh my gosh! 
Don't listen. Don't even get me started. But the special effects, I mean, for what it was, the makeup was pretty incredible for practical makeup and obviously not, you know, CGI. But Mm. I just had to throw that tidbit of information in there as we talk about this as well, because I'm sure some of the uh, special effects makeup will come up uh, in this. So this movie stars a one Lar Park Lincoln, Kevin Blair, Susan Blue, Terry Kaiser, and Kane Hodder as Jason. And this is his first movie as Jason. And he does the subsequent uh, two after that, I believe. But um, Matt, our our guest, uh, after Brian introduces him, will probably correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong in this. It is the three after. The three after? Okay, fantastic. He's in my favorite one. Jason X. Yes, he is. (gasps) <gasps> Jason, oh God. And we have an episode on that one too, guys. So you have to go back in yeah, and we, watch we have Jason X. in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of all over the place. No, no, but no. That's our brand. I like it. You know, yeah, we're just I love it. Hashtag content. trying our best. Hashtag trying always our best. trying our best. <laughs> okay. Well, you've heard his voice. I'm going to let producer Brian introduce our special guest with us today. Yeah. We are happy to returning. He lives. Woo-hoo. We're very excited to have Matthew Woods back with us um, at Hallow Woods on uh, social media. Um, his art is amazing. He is one of my inspirations for loving horror movies for sure. Um, and I'm so happy to have him back. So you've heard him on the Scream episode. So now we're getting into Friday the 13th with him <laughs> on the 13th. Super excited. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm so happy to be here and so excited to talk about this, my favorite Friday the 13th movie, with you. Fantastic. We're excited to Um, hear your thoughts, see all your props, everything that you have (laughs) for us. (laughs) Yeah, keeping the shirt uh, for those that can watch. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, hi, YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Um. Yeah, uh, and then you can find us at Talk Horror Pod wherever you're on social media, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and um, uh, Twitter X, whatever we're calling it, Threads. There's a lot of stuff, but just search for Talk Horror Pod, and you'll probably find us somewhere. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, obviously, heavy spoilers for this, and probably a lot of or some of the other movies in the chain I'd because so. I know that I have some. Yeah questions uh, about that as well that I'm excited to get answered. And Jamie, please give us the trigger warnings. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I mean, all right. Baseline, this is obviously a slasher film. You can expect loads of insides on the outside um, mm-hmm. in, in any variety of ways, a, 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 a wide array of tools to facilitate this. Um, from the silent yes. to the louder, uh, you know, a la um, tool shed, uh, you know, sharp things, hands, um, sleeping really, bags and trees. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest. Just as a as a sneak peek, that was definitely my favorite kill. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, there is also um, there's a lot of telekinesis that takes place in this movie, so if that you know makes you uncomfortable. Um, it's a major theme in this one. Um, there's also some some not so great uh, mental health professionaling going on, so I'm going to start mm. giving some trigger warnings for that, mm, <laughs> um, yes. maybe for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Boy. just a lot a lot of death, bullying, a lot of sex mm-hmm. because this is a Friday the Thirteenth uh, yes. part of the chain. So and, lots um, lots of nudity. Uh, uh, um, 
allusions to domestic violence. Yes. Um, yes. In the beginning, mm-hmm. there is definitely references to intimate partner violence. Um, and did I, am I missing anything? Fire. Fire. Yeah. You're afraid of the woods? woods. I don't know. Spooky woods. Fire. There's water. Drowning. There's drowning. Electrocution. Hanging. There's electrocution. Yeah, electrocution. There's oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Great. So all the elements. If you're afraid of elements, watch this movie. The elements are covered. Yeah. He's like, the, uh, Jason is really the Captain Planet of the horror world. Yes. <laughs> uh, that Earth, is fantastic. Wind. Fire. Fire. Chains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Well, before we get into uh, everything that is Friday the 13th Part 7, is there anything new that you guys have watched or gone to? Anything you would like to share with the people? No, just just this one. Uh, but uh, I know, Matt, you've been to some cool stuff lately. Yeah, I just went and saw The Shark is Broken, which is so oh, wow. it's a Broadway show about the making of Jaws. It is, uh, the whole show is... Um, Richard Dreyfus, Rory Schneider, and Robert Shaw. It was written and stars Robert Shaw's son as his dad. Um, and oh, wow. it's all the imagined conversations that those three actors have in between takes when they're stuck on the ocean in the boat waiting for the shark to get up and running again. Mm. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Would you I recommend did, it? I did. I did. I, I would recommend it. I went in with pretty low expectations, and it okay. was better than I expected. That's awesome. Yeah, it had, like, a few poignant things to say about, like, specifically art, because notoriously Robert Shaw and um, Richard Dreyfus did not get along and had very opposing views about how they were going about their character and performing mm-hmm. and... So a lot of that comes up, and uh, it obviously paints Robert Shaw in a much better light than he's historically known for, because it was written by his son. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But it was quite good. I liked it. Cool. And they had one of the original, um, like the yellow barrels from the Jaws movie was part of the set. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, That's cool. yeah, yeah. It was cool. Hmm. How long is it? It's uh, it's an hour and a half, no intermission. Okay. So it's just like okay. a ninety minutes. So it's one perfect. Act straight it's perfect light. Yeah, perfect light. That's wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll have to try and go and see that one because it just seems interesting that concept too. So mm-hmm. Brian's been talking about it like every day. He's like, oh man, I just really want to see it. I really have to. I'm see. Sure. I mean, it's my favorite movie. I have to see this thing. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's like your bread and butter, Mm -hmm. just, you know, monster animal things, Mm -hmm. horror things. 100%. I would love to see that. And then, um, Matt, you went to, you went, you did something very cool this summer. I saw you had a blast at Midsummer Scream. Where is it again? In Long Beach, California. Uh, Like, uh, Candyland for Halloween lovers. (laughs) Mm. One half of it is like... um, is what you expect from a convention. It's like sure. a lot of booths, sellers, there's like talks and presentations. But the other side of it is all in the dark and it is all sample sized haunted houses. What? And like nighttime demonstrations. It's like kind of a teaser for like um, Not Scary Farm and um, what is it? Yeah. Like five room walkthroughs of their haunted houses. And we have oh to go gosh. next year. We have yeah. to go next year. We have to plan plan it to go. How long is it? 
It's uh, Friday through Sunday. It's like Friday night, Saturday okay. all day, and then Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Yeah, we got to make it. We got to make it happen. And yeah, Saturday we'll night, they have like a, a costume party. They like bring in a DJ, mm-hmm. and there's like dancing cool. and costumes and a contest, and it's like a little bit of Halloween, like sandwiched right in the middle of the summer. Hmm. That's Obsessed. awesome. And it you were able awesome. to meet a lot of your mutuals there too. Like, and mm-hmm. that was, I'm sure that added to the experience. Yeah. I met a bunch of people that I knew purely through Instagram and podcasts and stuff like that, that I'd never actually met in person, which was so wonderful. That's, That's awesome. awesome. People like actually connect. So good. That's amazing. Yes. I, I love, love that. that. Speaking of uh, costumes, do y'all have your outfits ready for Halloween yet? Have you thought about what you were going to do? going to be. So we throw a party every year that's on a theme, and this year the theme is uh, Enter the Feywild. And so my husband and I are dressing as the opposite Fey courts. He will be uh, head of the Seelie court, which is like the the earth and light, and I will be uh, head of the Unseelie court, which is the air and the darkness. That's so cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so we want everybody to dress choosing a side. Yeah. And so we're going to sure. see who has a bigger court by the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. It's going to be That's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Reason number 8,154, whatever, that I need to get off the road so I can go to these parties. Yes. <laughs> I know. Attend the Halloween things. Mm. Ugh. Fun times. Although uh, I will be spending Halloween in Chicago, so I'm super excited. Cool. Uh, and we have Halloween off. <laughs> Which is so random because it's a Tuesday, I believe. That's great. And yeah. uh, it's like they so knew. I'm super excited. They yeah, knew. they know. They're like, you know, we'll just we'll just give you guys the day off. Just you know, celebrate as you will. Which I wait. Will. So, do you guys have you thought of costumes? I have not. I'm so late in the game. So we have our um, we have we have Jame and I have a costume uh, that we did for uh, Comic Con. Carl and Ellie from Up. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, like when they're kids. That, yeah. Oh. Fantastic. But mm-hmm. For the weekend of Halloween, we're actually going to be in Arizona uh, for, a, for a, a family event. So mm-hmm. we need to figure out like what we're going to do on Halloween proper on that Tuesday. But we have started doing research on uh, local area haunted houses to do when we have some free time. So I'm very oh, In Arizona. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very excited. Yes. That'll but, be a fun time. Mm-hmm. One thing that we eventually want to do, but we really want to plan the costume out, like, right, is we I, I, we really want to do um, I have, uh, Laszlo. I, I, I have a list. I have a list of, like, things that I would love to be able to do. Like, yes. both personal, but also couples. Oh, yeah. We talked about Laszlo and Nadja from uh, what we do in the shadows recently. That's an excellent mm-hmm. couples costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York City. <laughs> So you're going to be Laszlo like Jackie Daytona or? (laughs) Just me, your average human bartender. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. With the, I mean, really, yes. But I think, yeah. Girls volleyball coach, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's all I am. Just your average regular human bartender with the toothpick and everything. Mm -hmm. That's like one of my favorite shows. I I just like truly... It brings me so much deep joy. Yeah. We caught up with that. That's something we watched recently. We oh, finished well, we the watched season. the finale of that. Yeah. I, ha- I still haven't watched it. I have to get into it. It's really mm-hmm. good. I actually nice. just watched Us for the first time. The oh, other night. what'd you think? 
So I skipped us in uh, Talking Horror because I hadn't seen it yet. But yeah. now I have to go back and listen to it. Yes. So I actually um, don't know what you thought of it, but oh I liked gosh. it. Oh, yeah. 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 I think we all collectively liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's Jordan Peele. Of course you like it. Yeah, It's great. Yes. <laughs> the thing about Jordan Peele is, like, there's always something to take from it that will last yes. with you, and, and that's, like, pretty impressive. Absolutely. Great. I, well, I, I will say, Nikisha, in preparation mm-hmm. for this episode, I have been binging all of the Friday the 13th movies no in the chain. Way. <laughs> Good so, for you. So in I'm order up, all the way up to this. Yes. Wow. Good for the you. O- the only ones I have not seen overall, because I've like I've seen X and stuff like that. I have not seen Manhattan, and I have not seen Goes to Hell, and I have not seen Freddy versus Jason because I haven't seen all of the Elm Street movies. So once I finish this and I finish all the Elm Street movies, then I'll do Freddy vs. Jason and see how I actually feel about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I will say, not, not, this is not a spoiler, um, I, of all the chain movies that I've seen so far, I think this is my favorite chain. Yeah. I think it's mine too. Mm. I, I, I We'll get into it, but before, I just want to say, like, I'm just... I did not anticipate and expect each movie to actually be a real sequel to the one before it. As insane as it is, they mm-hmm. all are an actual, like, these things happened, we're not retconning anything, right. like, outside of the um, the remake, the reboot remake or requel or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Thank you. Oh, yes. And and that's so interesting because I literally just watched a TikTok about the evolution of Michael Myers and it kept saying like, and then it ignores everything that happened in the previous movie and then does this like so many times and then it like justifies like why Michael Myers is changing because like the whole storyline is changing. So that is interesting that this one is one that is direct sequel after sequel after sequel. Um, So let's get into it, because we're talking about it. Let's get into our first segment of Likes and Gripes. Oh, wait, we we didn't even do a What's this movie about? Oh, no. (laughs) I was just so excited, because I want to hear people's thoughts about it. For a second, I thought I was going to get out of it. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I'm totally forgot. Like, I'm so (laughs) sorry, guys. (laughs) Okay, well, we need a plot summary first, and because we have a guest... Our one Matthew is going to do the uh, two-minute plot summary of Friday the 13th, Part 7, New Blood. What's the plot? <laughs> yeah, because I'm the one off the hook now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're not passing up this chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt, are you ready? Hold on. Before we start, the only way I can properly talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> So excited. <sighs> okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Two minutes on the clock. Oh, wait. Before we start, one more thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not delaying, I swear. <laughs> I've not, I have yet to do a successful plot summary on this podcast. I <laughs> fuck it up every time. So I took copious notes. I have bullet points on the plot. Let's see I if that. I can still fuck it up. <laughs> All right. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be amazing. Two minutes, ready, go. So we open with a previously on. For all of you who have not watched any movie, came in at seven, you get everything that happened before in a short clip. Then to baby Tina, who kills her abusive father using her dormant telekinetic powers. Flash forward to the future, teen Tina, uh, 
is back at the lake house where she killed her father with her mother and her therapist. Immediately, we learn her therapist is a dick and starts pushing her to reawaken her dormant powers. He's a true asshole. Um, Then we meet hunky Nick, who's next door having a party with all the horny teens. Hunky Nick invites teen Tina over to the party with all the horny teens to do horny teen shit. Bitch Melissa is mean to Tina, pulling a prank, and Tina's powers suddenly down to the dock to, like, get a moment or so. She runs uh, sad. She thinks about her dad, and instead of resurrecting her father, resurrects Jason. Jason arises and goes after horny teen after horny teen after horny teen on a real slasher fest while Hunky Nick and Teen Tina are on a hike. Um... There's a lot of messy plot after that, some discovery. Tina's upset back and forth about a whole bunch of things. We get to the best part, which is Jason versus Tina. She tries to kill him with a power line, furniture, a collapsing porch, hanging him with a light, throwing him through the stairs, squeezing his mask, nail bullets, lighting him on fire. The house explodes. And finally, on the docks, her father comes back to life and saves the day. That's it. You did it. That was genius. Amazing. That's the plot. Complete with the best nicknames for characters I have ever heard. So I mean, they're such such stereotypes. They're such stereotypes. Which is the best because it's just following in line with like the they're chain leaning of it all. right into it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's wonderful. Teen Tina and uh, Hunky. Wait, Whew. what was his name? Hunky Nick. Nick. Hunky Nick. Teen Tina and Hunky Nick. Fantastic. And the Teen Tina the telekinetic. <laughs> Teen Tina the telekinetic. Yes. Wow. That's a Halloween outfit right there, Tina. Uh, <laughs> great. Okay, so now let's get into our first segment, which is likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So I'll uh, throw this to Jamie. Can you please tell us your relationship with this movie? Uh, if this is your first time or have you seen it before? And then give us your likes and gripes, girl. Yeah, this was my first time watching this. I also have not watched oh, these in order. Um, I have not been joining Brian on his journey to watch all of these. But I did <laughs> watch six with Brian. Um, so mm. I at least had that one to go off of. And I've seen the first one. Um, so I've had those to go off of to continue and I've seen 10 like a bajillion times which is why the (laughs) that's why the sleeping bag kill is so good because I was like oh this is this is where they they did this is perfect um yes uh, but uh so (laughs) I had I really had a fun time watching this like after a full 24 hours of letting it all sit in it's a wildly (laughs) silly movie And when we get to the four S's, once again, I have to say, it might not reflect my, the joy that I had while watching this film, um, but I did enjoy it. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, As as soon as like we get telekinesis, when she's in the boat and she's like, I want my daddy to die. And then the thing starts (laughs) shaking. I was like, oh, is are we is this telekinesis what 
Um, and I was it's like in the first three minutes. Yeah, yes. instantly. My my, I was like working on notes, and I was like, "All right, it's gonna be like another one of these slashers. Here we go." But like, no, that totally grabbed my attention, and I I was in. Um, that being said, it is it is very silly. Uh, I love your description of like teens doing like just teen stuff. I was like, "Who are all of these people?" I guess it doesn't really matter because they're all gonna die eventually. Um, right. So I think literally all of them, but one. Yeah, yeah. every single one of them. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it's just like a fun time. Um, obviously, as a therapist, uh, major scrutiny on Dr. Cruz, little psychiatrist. Um, not, Crazy. Know, not, not my favorite. Uh, wasn't too keen on his uh, on his tactics, on his approach. Um, but I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll hold I'll hold out so we can get into it. Unless you want to get hash some of it out now. But I thought he was a doobie head. Um, I want you to save it all for um brains. <laughs> okay. And then dig in there. I was like, you know, Just I thought he was a doobie there. head. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I did. I really liked her mom. Um, I thought that she was a really good supportive character who also like seemingly believed her where you don't get that a lot of times in, in a lot of these movies, I, I get very tired of the trope of like parents not listening to children. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it like frustrates me and maybe that says more about who I am anyway. Uh, but like, I, I liked that the mom was kind of like, Oh, like I, I want to do whatever you need to, to improve yourself or like deal with all of this. Um, I like that she lets her go to like, be a kid and hang out with the other teens. Like yeah, that she encourages really, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved that. That felt way more real of like, I care about my daughter and I just want her to like, feel like she's normal and living the life that she, that I know she can live. Um, so like that actually, I think is a huge plus for this movie. Um, but like all of the characters are, I guess I'll get into some of my gripes. All of do the it, characters it are just, like, not people, period. They're just not doing <laughs> things. They're not There's making no decisions that mm-hmm. people do. But really, no. like, my biggest gripe is, like, Tina has no... And, and I, uh, yes, there are characters in movies that, like, also have powers and whatnot that have no have little control over their powers but she had like no control over her emotions in like a wildly unrealistic way and like that was super distracting and the way that she was acting and then I then I had like a moment of like let me reflect more on her as a person which was hard to do because she wasn't being a person but there's there is an element of like she experienced this loss very early in her life and she kind of is still acting like a child throughout this whole movie when she has these like temper tantrums it's very juvenile and like weird but when I thought about it more I was like maybe she's like stuck in this time where like her father died in front of her and like she has not been able to move on from that and like that has like had this impact on her like mentally where she is like still like reacting like a child but I did it, it took me a long time to get to that place because I was just very distracted by her like wildly erratic change in mood constantly um Mm -hmm. so that's the reason that I'm going to give and hopefully you know that feels doable and real (laughs) um yeah uh another gripe I had was like 
I didn't remember a lot of these characters. And then there's just so many people in this house. Like, I have no idea. When it started, I thought there was, like, four or five of them. And then there just kept being people. There was more people coming Mm -hmm. down the stairs. And I was like, where the fuck did you come from? And And then my favorite part, not really, but, like, a very funny part is you have, like, three couples simultaneously having sex. And I was like... Who are all of you? And, like, why do I need this sequence of, like, all, like, you all collectively decided to all have sex at the same exact time. You're sending out real, like, signals out to, like, Jason's gonna know that you're all fucking all at once because, like, the powers are so strong. It was just so ridiculous to me in that moment. I was like, I don't even know who half of you are. I didn't need all of these, like, I guess you're getting, like, a wild amount of kills, which, like, that's what everybody's here for, is to see all the creative ways that, like, people are gonna die. Um, I I did like uh, the one couple that was having sex in the van later in the movie, because I'm pretty sure that happens multiple times, so I want to clarify. Yes. The ones later in the movie where they think their friend... Uh, was Michael? Friend Michael? Um, yeah. They think it's Michael on the outside of the van, and for some reason, while they're, like, mostly naked, they decide they want to say surprise and open the van doors up. It's very and nothing, No one's there, but... One of the kills, one of them goes outside and he's like blowing on the stupid like, but it like doesn't sound like any birthday toy thing I've ever heard before. And then uh, my second favorite kill is when she gets killed with it, like through her face. So I was like, good. I I didn't want to listen to this like weird booze Ella sound like any longer. Um, (laughs) uh, The 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 bitchy girl. Melissa. Um, yes. Oh my God. That was also like unbelievable to watch. Like she was just so, it was so extreme that she like so literally extreme. can't have a conversation with any like female character and like right. just is like boner central on, on every single male in this movie. Like it's like, so I was like, no one's going to want to talk like no nobody's going to want to talk to you because like you you're not even willing to like engage like a normal human like at least you pretended to be nice to like try to have sex with that one guy and then you were like just kidding I don't like this but like obviously you're good at pretending like just pretend with everybody it was just so weird um so I was really excited for her death um, at the end. Saves. I was, I was, um, yeah. That, that she really survived a lot longer than I thought she would. But like, right. I think all of the the like duty head characters do survive a lot longer because then you're rooting for them to die, and then it's like more exciting mm. when like sure. when she dies or when like the psychiatrist died. I was like, yeah, like give it to him. Power tools, yes. get him. <laughs> and even that was like, I don't know. I, I didn't even find that kill particularly satisfying. Like. There's, I think there were other ones that were better. There's one where he, like, punches fully through a body. Through the chest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was well, a great one. So you're touching on my what? gripe a little bit. Uh, ooh. So my, oh, I think. Uh, Do wait, we have the same gripe? Like, yeah, I, I think it is. Well, you, you say it, and then, um, and then I'll, I'll say if it was my same one. My gripe is with the MPAA. Yes. My gripe is that it is clearly edited to take out the gore. It is. Mm. Because all of these kills were so spectacular because the director also is the special Mm -hmm. effects. So he had it ready. The doctor's kill. 
that like circular saw yeah. Yeah. catches his intestines and pulls them out as it wraps around the oh, saw. Oh, that would have been so good. So much I know. better. He was oh like, my God. he even says in interviews, we knew we had to give the doctor an awful death. Yes. It would be crowd pleasing. Yes. And they took all of it out. Wow. Is there a director's cut of this? Mm, there's, there's uh, some like deleted scenes on some of the later releases but mm. there's no like master cut that puts all those back in. Or they, do they exist? They ex- I think some of them exist. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's my biggest. That's my actual. All my other gripes are silly, yeah. but like that's my biggest like actual gripe about this movie. It and feels like neutered. Melissa's death was, she gets hit with the axe and splits her head down the middle, and both of her eyes spin in different directions <laughs> before he throws her across the room. Oh, oh my it. god. <laughs> That's the movie I want to so see. Yeah. I got ripped off. Uh, oh man. Right. It's still bummer. a good time, but like It's still yeah. a good time, but it would have been elevated with those It has absolutely. the highest kill count, but the least amount of blood of any of the franchise. If this had more of the gore and like what you're describing, this would have shot up my list higher Of than course. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, they're I making also, a comedy. I, yeah. One of the things that it said on the Wikipedia that I thought was interesting, and I wonder if that's why, is this was around the time when they were trying, when they started conversations around having a crossover between Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And so, like, mm-hmm. this was, like, a higher standard of quality than some of the past ones. And maybe because they like want, I'm assuming that meant like wider audience. And as a result of that, obviously they're going to like reduce the gore, but like Mm -hmm. that's, oh man, that version would have been incredible, especially with the, the, with this director. Like that's, that's, that's the whole point. And like, we love the practical effects. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a bummer that, that Uh, they kind of, you're right, Jamie, this is, this was originally pitched and greenlit to be a Freddy versus Jason. But they couldn't get New Line on board to get Mm. Freddy, so they changed it to Jason versus Carrie, which is why we get the telekinesis. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Interesting. Yeah, this went through rewrites, like, up until the day they started filming. Oh, that's fascinating. Which is also why it's, like, kind of a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would take the word kind of <laughs> out of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so it interesting. <laughs> it, it is a mess. But, but it's interesting to me. think that this is, like, then the start of those conversations mm-hmm. because of, like, mm. what follows. Like, even, I remember reading a lot, like, obviously, my interest in Jason X. There's so much behind the scenes about that, too. Because it's all related to them trying to get this crossover to happen eventually. Yep. But, like, that story's a mess because they weren't really sure where the timeline was going to end up. And then they were like, whatever, it just has to get back to, like, when they cross paths. So, like, yeah. it's just, I find all of that super interesting. Um, Jamie, you specifically, last night when we watched this, told me to remind you of your biggest gripe of this film. Oh, was that the, uh, <laughs> when when the naked person is in the lake? One, yes, and they were like, like uh, zooming in into her vagina before the before the vag zoom. Uh, no, I don't even re- remember, which is why I'm glad that I told you. To write. Uh, her her choice of underwear. Oh my god! 
oh my god, I, I, this is, I'm sorry, this has to be parlor talk. I like literally screamed at Brian <laughs> oh. about this yesterday. When she takes off wait. her her jean shorts, her jorts, if you will, she is not wearing nay another article of clothing in between her flesh and her jorts. I. I I don't know how many of you listeners out there are also carriers of vaginas, but there is no fucking world where you are not wearing underwear with jeans. Good God. That is not comfortable. I, I was. That's I painful. Truly, that is painful. I was yes. shocked. I was, I was wearing jeans and I was like, that's just, I was like literally like readjusting my jeans because they already were uncomfortable. There's no world where I will ever believe that anyone is walking around with jeans and not wearing underwear. I am sorry. That is, yep. that, that took me out. <laughs> Thank you for that reminding been, me. Uh, panty parlor talk. Panty Wild. Uh, but yeah, that, that uh, vagina uh, zoom was like hysterical. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, I was like, like, they're still on. The shot is they still kept going. on. They kept going. They <laughs> kept going. Oh my God. So fun fact, they filmed this in the middle of winter and that oh. girl got hypothermia filming that scene. Oh my God. Yeah, I believe that. No. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, they would make all the actors put ice cubes in their mouths right before they started shooting so that you wouldn't see their breath when they talked. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. That's cool. That's so fascinating. Wow. One Damn. Of, one of mine is, what season is this? <laughs> <laughs> also yeah. that. It's um, both a like and a gripe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But also, like, man, I know it's called Crystal Lake, but that murky lake is so clear when you're underneath the water. <laughs> <laughs> that swimming pool? Right? Yeah. 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 That, that swimming that hole. Pool. Yeah, that swimming <laughs> hole. Behind, yeah, like that tributary <laughs> of the lake, I guess. <laughs> I would love, I'm sure someone's done it. I would love to see like a topographical map of like the area and like yes. where each movie took place. Like, where's the camp? Where's mm. this one? Where's the fifth one? I'm sure mm-hmm. someone's made it, like a fan or something. Like I can that. tell you where this one was filmed. Nikisha, you'll find this particularly interesting. Oh, Lord. It's from Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in our in in uh, Dolphin Island or something in that area or the Gulf. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. The only thing Mobile is good for is making uh, shooting horror films. So <laughs> I take it. <laughs> that and get out. That's a great. That's a great claim to fame. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and Mardi Gras. Don't let anyone tell you that New Orleans started because it's Mobile and they will fight you. So. Ooh. Oh, I did <laughs> not know that. Yeah. yeah yes, I don't Mobile get uh, originated in, uh, sorry, Mardi Gras originated in Mobile. Cool. Um, but yeah, fun fact for that. Awesome. Well, Jamie, do you have any more likes and gripes uh, before, before we move on? Uh, my only other real gripe is I cannot believe that nobody ate shit while running in the woods. especially the one girl who's like i have to get dolled up or i forget what the line is i'm sure brian wrote it down i have the line after she after she does it yeah she literally looks in the mirror and she says need a little touch up work my ass yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's running around in those heels 
<laughs> no, she did a full makeover on herself and like change what she looks like. Yes. I'll piggyback off of Jamie because we have similar uh, things and I'll just go through it real quickly because I really want to hear like with Brian leading up to this movie and then Matthew just with his love of this movie. Uh, so I will say that this is my first time watching this one, but I feel like I've watched the first two or three of, of this and then I definitely watched the... Um, the remake, requel, whatever that came out, what in like '09 or something, um, and I. Uh, so this was all new for me, but I. This is my bread and butter as far as like my love for slashers. And in previous conversations, we talk about like the subgenres of movies that we like. But in watching this, I just really it it came to me that I just like it because it's so absurd and obnoxious. <laughs> it just puts me right in the spirit of like Halloween, like as a the most absurd that it can be, the more that I'm in. So with this, just how crazy it was, like Jamie said, not knowing who anybody was and people just coming out of the woodwork. I literally, one of my comments was like, oh, hey, random black girl and black boy, where did you come from? Because you weren't there at all. And then I was just like waiting, okay, so when are they going to die? And they lasted a little longer than I thought they would too. And that was great. And I had a great time. Um, I loved that there was a recap of the previous movie. Where did you come from? Love a previously on. (laughs) Oh my God, sorry. No, you're good. Um, uh, Love, yes, love a previously on. And uh, the minute that that girl looked at her father with those eyes, just how she was acting was so hilarious that I was just audibly laughing the whole time and like Jamie said the minute that they introduced that she had telekinesis I literally put in all caps I'm in (laughs) this is it this is for me so I what was there was I'm trying to not repeat what Jamie said because literally she said all the things like all these kids coming for this birthday party also Tina going with a stranger to a party with people that she doesn't even know I was like that's a little like weird but okay girl like do your thing I guess just because it's right next door and your mom is present if anything were to happen but that was just kind of weird to me uh the my favorite kill with along with the sleeping bag because I feel like I saw that before in like a watch mojo like the most random kills Mm. like that was my favorite but also what Jamie said literally when he pushed his whole entire fist through that boy camper (laughs) I laughed out loud (laughs) for several minutes (laughs) because it was just the the greatest Mm. thing um the the people not peopling was especially true when our girl with the glasses ran into the shed and did not pick up any weapon and they pan the camera to a whole bunch of different weapons that she could have choose from and then she just runs right past all of them and like hides I'm like girl what are you doing also does nobody hear the screams in the house when Jason is like killing people in the house like nobody is questioning anything nobody's hearing anything there are people just like waiting like the girl waiting in the bed after the stoner guy went to the refrigerator to like get food or whatever and then he gets killed like by the refrigerator it's like y'all didn't hear any of that commotion that just happened really random um i do like the fact that teen tina with telekinesis was at least trying to do some damage to jason but what was hilarious to me is that she thought that a piece of the porch falling on him killed him more than her watching him be electrocuted because she turns <laughs> to hunky Nick and she literally hunky is Nick. like, I killed him. He's dead after the porch falls on him. And I'm like, 
Girl, if he didn't die after electrocution, do you think just some pieces of wood falling on him, like, killed him? No. No, thank you. That's a good point. And, uh... One of the other things I really enjoyed was seeing uh, Jason's real face for so long because mm. I don't know if that is something that happens throughout the uh, other movies, but it felt like this was a long time with him without his mask on, and so I really did appreciate that. And at least the special effects makeup, you know, could showcase that since it couldn't showcase a lot of the gore. And my last gripe, my last thing was the father coming back out of the water. And there's no decay on his face. It was just dirt. <laughs> Looking good, He's been Dad. in there for years. And he comes up, and he looks just great. And that crystal clear lake didn't do anything to him. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes, no, no, no dead, dead dad. Like, thank you for saving the day, but also, huh? Okay, cool. Other than that, I had a great time watching this movie. I love watching movies like this. It just, like, makes my spirit happy for some reason watching all of these random kills because they're just so funny. And it Mm -hmm. just takes me back to when I first was watching this uh, as a child and laughing at it. So thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Brian, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, So these movies are just – these movies are not my bag. Like, this is not what I enjoy. Like, this is not the type. But as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I've been binging all of the Friday the 13th movies. And I am a, I am converted to these movies. Like, these <laughs> yes. movies, it's so interesting to me that I just don't dig these movies. Like, I don't dig this type of movie. And I dig these movies. And I think it's because they are sequels to each other. I like that. I like that there's something to be, like, invested in and I like the kills and I like and I like that it gets sillier over time now if I was invested as a young person in the first one being a little bit more serious and then these got more silly I don't think I would be as interested as like watching them all now and watching them grow or devolve however you want to like <laughs> describe it same same yeah, yeah that that to me is really fun um and so I've been really enjoying these um, a lot. Uh, so here are my likes for this movie. Um, I mentioned a lot of them before already. Um, I love a movie where your main character's hair is frizzy, so that means they're a mess. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I, I, Jason's been through a lot. Honestly, a lot. Uh, before this movie started, having watched what... Uh, what is it seven so six movies before this and like seeing him still at the bottom of that lake after like many years i was just like i was like this guy's been through so much i like feel <laughs> bad for him <laughs> um uh cousin michael's a bitch uh we worked with him for like two minutes and i hated him and i loved that oh um, yeah the jason makeup is outrageous and i love that uh, like, but I'm not even talking like the clear gloves he's wearing with like bones peeking through and like mm-hmm. a, a, a spine that's nowhere close to where his actual spine would be. Like, I love all of that stuff in the best way. It's a, it's a top surface spine. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. He's an exoskeleton. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I this is a weird little detail, but the friend who's writing the space graphic novel or the space novel or whatever he's writing, oh his God. handwriting on that like legal pad 
or the legal piece of paper is awful. It looks like he wrote it with his his other <laughs> hand backwards, and I just that's so charming to me. He was one of my favorite characters because he's just he's just nerding out and like I don't yes. know how he's friends with these people, but I love it. Um, I didn't. Uh, one of my uh, people just say things in this movie, and I love that. Like people just say things. Like I think, like especially Melissa, she just says things to like. It's like when people like are trying to ignore you, and they say like, "Well, that's people," or like you know, like <laughs> like to end the conversation. Like Melissa did that on every one of her lines, and I I loved that. Melissa is also deeply unhinged. The fact that Nick point blank. <laughs> to her face says I am not interested in you there are many other people here you should go and like do that and then she's like I'm gonna go and seduce this guy hoping that Nick gets jealous he's like he just told you to your face (laughs) men are not like in these movies men are not honest Nick was like the most honest dude I've ever (laughs) seen in a movie like this before and I almost is unhinged Uh. um The girl from the van all over the place. Oh, the girl The girl was sleeping with the other guy in the van at the beginning. The one that dies in the light that takes her pants off or whatnot with, uh, you know, with yeah, Parlor Talk, yeah, Penny yeah. Parlor Talk. She's, like, three different characters in this movie. Like, she's just, like, this, like, gold digger in one scene. She's this trailer <laughs> trash in another scene. Like, who are you, ma'am? Uh, yes. I love that. Um, yes. There are, I also wrote there are a lot of people in this house. Um... Nobody saw her makeup. Oh, she gets all dolled up and no one sees it. I felt so bad. That's a good point. She doesn't even look in the house. She looks for her friends outside first. Yeah, why did oh that was one of my guys? Why did she immediately run outside? Girl, where are you going? Where are you going? Um some of my some of my gripes about this movie. My number one gripe, as Matt mentioned, is the edit. Uh, I wanted more gore from it. My second gripe, and I know this adds to the insane aspect of this, and it feels very eighties that the abusive dad is the hero. I hated that <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah. My jaw dropped for the like surprise of that moment. Like that's one of my maybe my favorite like what the fuck is happening here moments in the entire <laughs> chain and series so far. But like mm-hmm. that just definitely rubbed me the wrong way in general. Mm-hmm. Like even more than him not being decomposed. Like yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> Um, they should give him a musical number. You love that too. Yes. Oh, oh my I know. God. Please. Ugh. Never. Ugh. I hate it. Um, yeah. Never give the villain. I'm sorry. That's without a way to need to do that. You're hundred percent. How many parlor talks? They show flashbacks a lot in this movie. Literally, the first ten minutes of this movie is what happened to Tina, and then she gets to the lake, and it's a flashback of something we saw five minutes beforehand. I loved it. It was insane. That's so um, true. Uh, the so the doctor believes that she can move things with her mind, but like her visions are illusions. <laughs> like, and she said that. <laughs> to me, that was a, that was very funny. Uh, I wrote time is all over the place. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, oh, I mean, this is like just a this is a thing that like doesn't actually matter, but like. It's just a poorly paced movie with a change of focus over and over again. And, like, but that's part of the fun of it, I think. Um, yeah. How did the cat get in the cupboard? How long has it been there? <laughs> <laughs> the poor cat. The poor cat. Um, poor cat. Oh, the window kill and the flop at the end? Truly. <laughs> the, she throws the, her out the window? 
What? He throws, yeah, he throws when her he throws out her the, out the window. window. He throws okay. her out the window one way. She goes out the other way. So, like, one shot oh, is her pushing yes. out the window. Then she, like, he pushes her, like, face forward. She goes out backwards. And then when she hits the ground, it's like a flop. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I love that he has so many power tools, and in my head, I imagine Jason be like, "Well, I guess I got to go back to the tool ta- the tool shed and get the next one." That was Grab awesome. One. Um, the doctor should have been killed by Tina, and his death was lame. But like Matt explained Ooh, that whole scenario, mm. like uh, Tina killing the doctor would have been way more satisfying than Jason. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I almost wanted Tina and Jason to team up at the end. Um, <clears throat> There's also there's also a lot of running in the woods, but I mean that in like a like all of a sudden like we gotta go in the woods. Let's go back to the house. We'll go in the woods. I, I really had a hard time tracking where everyone was at the end of this movie. But once sure. it's just Tina versus Jason, like I forgot all about that. Um, and then uh, also here's my random one. This is my random. I feel like people in the '80s love that like. 20th century limited like train art print that like Miami Art Deco style of like poster because the 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 abusive dad had all this like train weird memorabilia in his office. Um, I don't know. That was just like a <laughs> weird a thing to detail. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but also, and Matt, I have a question for you. And Jamie and I were discussing this when yeah. when when. Uh, when the mom or Tina, I forget it is, pulls out all those articles on Jason and Crystal Lake, mm. were those the doctor's articles or were those the dad's articles from all those years beforehand? I think those are the doctor's articles. I think that is... Uh... Actually, that's a good point. I don't know. I guess I, I just naturally... I assumed that it was the doctor mm. and that teased them off to, like, that he's actually, like, nefarious mm-hmm. and not just a raging asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know why he would bring her there to try and raise Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so some of my favorite quotes are, don't drink anymore. Don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something about women. Um, the doctor multiple times saying it just proves my point or like case closed or whatever he says <laughs> made me laugh every single time. Um, I got a date with soap on the rope. Okay. Yes. Slow down there, buddy. Also an improv line. Oh, oh really? Oh. Yeah. Love it. Uh, oh, my, but my favorite moment of the whole movie is when he says it's dark in here. Meanwhile, it's a very bright room. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we were talking about. It was very well lit. <laughs> yeah. Very well lit. Um, but uh, I do want to say, I don't, maybe I'll say this for the end, but I do want to go through my current up-to-date rankings of Friday the 13th before I get into 8 Ooh. and 9. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we'll save that then that. For, the, yeah. for the ending part. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah. All right, Matthew, you're up. Tell us all your things, Literally. your thoughts, and why you chose this, per- or why you like this particular Yeah, you okay. picked this. You picked this. Yeah. Yeah. The good point, Nikisha. So mm-hmm. I think I'm mostly going to talk about that because okay, I don't have gripes for this movie. Sure. <laughs> like, everything you said, good and bad, I like. Yeah. Like, all the, like, terribleness, like, everything that makes this movie so unbelievable and so schlocky and so over the top and blah, blah, blah. Like, I love it all. Mm -hmm. My biggest gripe, like I said before, is with the MPAA and that this movie could have been so much greater, but they censored it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that being said, my favorite moment in this movie is when Jason jumps through the window into the birthday party <laughs> and freezes. Yes, yes, like, yes. I have arrived. <laughs> and he just That's stands so there. He just stood there. He just stands there. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> They just like hung on it a little too long before they were like cut. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's, that, that felt very like Freddy at the pool party in the second one. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I, I mean, I, I'm sure there are references all over the yeah. place back and forth that yeah, like totally. someone has meticulously picked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also can tell you that uh, our favorite kill, the sleeping bag kill. Um, when it went to the MPA the first time, Jason slams her against that tree eight times. <laughs> oh, what? Incredible. Oh, this movie, oh, God. Before, before they got an R rating, this movie got seven X ratings from the MPAA, which means every time it came back, they were like, one less sleeping bag hit. One less sleeping bag oh, hit. Oh, no. One less. Until there's one in the movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's crazy. So sad. Uh, that's is very sad. Haters. 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 They're haters. Um, so I think I chose this movie primarily um, not just because, like, it's so much fun and, like, it's over the top and silly and it, like, is a great emblem of uh, what Friday the 13th is overall. Like, much like 10. Like, it's so over the top, that, and it's so fun, that, like, you can't help but have a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. Whether you like scary movies or not, mm-hmm. it's, like, a very easy... I think, like, I often think of Friday the 13th, like, riding a roller coaster, right? With movies, they say, like, yeah, you get on the ride, and you're just, like, going. Yeah. But, like, the first three are, like, going up the big hill and down the big hill and the like first part of the roller coaster where you're like okay I saw this while I was waiting in line I know where this is going mm-hmm. and then four like is like a little bit of that like twisty part where you're like this is uncomfortable and by the time you get to five it's like where the roller coaster takes like a sharp turn and you're like ooh I think I got whiplash right there <laughs> I don't know about this anymore yes <laughs> And then by the time you get to seven, it's like, so if anyone who's been on a roller coaster, a wooden roller coaster, like an old mm-hmm. one, yeah. knows this moment when the roller coaster like comes into like a little hump and it takes it way too fast and you come off the seat and hit mm-hmm. the bar and then hit the seat again. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the moment in seven where you're like, oh, well, oh, <laughs> it, like, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Like you've been telekinesis did it yourself <laughs> so if the first one is like the tame one and mm-hmm. like uh, maybe we'll say Jason X is the most insane one would you say that like in your analogy 7 is kind of like the average of this series mm. <sighs> yeah actually I would I almost said 6 I almost put 6 in the average spot but Six has, like, a few bonus points because, like, Alice Cooper wrote a song for it. Mm-hmm. They, like, resurrect Jason. It's, like, a whole, like, other thing coming back to what Friday the 13th was and really, like, ushers in this new level of, like, Super Jason, like, the unkillable. Mm-hmm. Um, and 10 is, like, is where it, like, peaks in that, like, absurdity. Mm. 
Um, yes. I'm interested in what you think of Jason Goes to Hell. That's nine. Because it's another... We- yeah, it's nine. It's another weird departure. Like, sure. each movie is, like, a weird... Another weird departure from five. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, the jump from five to six, six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine, and nine to ten are all like, what? 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I was a kid... I, or a kid, I guess. I was a teenager. <laughs> I... Massachusetts. I grew up in Massachusetts, and there was this place called Spooky World, and it was, it is uh, the inventor of the haunted hayride. Oh, really? Work. Yep. Uh huh. Um, it was in the woods behind Foxborough Stadium, mm-hmm. where the Patriots played, and it was like, it was like a carnival. It was like a. Halloween-themed carnival that opened, like, the end of September, ran through October, and closed the beginning of November. Um, And they had, like, all sorts of different haunted houses. It's, like, what, uh, like, bigger productions do these days. But this was, like, felt, like, more hometown-y and more small. Mm -hmm. And they would have, like, horror celebrities come. And so, like, Elvira would be there one night signing stuff. Actually her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, very cool. Well, I mean, these people weren't particularly popular coming to the <clears throat> late 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the slasher, uh, like, ride had, like, gone down. And, like, I guess Elvira's movie reviews were probably popular at the time. Um, but the night that I was there, this one time I ever went, um, Kane Hodder happened to be there. Cool. And he was signing autographs. And it was when... Um, do you remember? It was like movie maniacs, they were called, but they were like little figurines of horror movie killers. And they had just, it was like uh, American McGee had released them or something like that. Okay. And uh, there were free posters for that they were giving out all over the place. And I remember as a kid being handed a free poster and being like, go meet Jason and have him sign your thing. And being like, isn't Jason famous? And being like, no, go ahead. And like going up and talking to him. And he was so sweet. And I didn't pay him anything. I was like a 13 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. He like signed my thing and he signed one for my brother and like shook my hand and like took a picture or whatever. And I just remember being like kind of dazzled that I just met a famous person. Yeah. And like maybe my first ever. And he was so nice. And he was also, like, playing the scary person, but was, like, so friendly. Yeah. And it, like, kind of blew my mind that I've always had a huge affinity for Kane Hodder mm. because of it. Mm-hmm. And oh, so man. him, this is, like, his first of the Friday the 13th movies, and he goes on to be, like, the most Jasons of all the Jasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm, like, weirdly proud of him for it. Does that make sense? Yeah! yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially being able to meet him at such a uh, a young age too, and be like, "Oh, okay, like this is why I'm drawn to like the chain and and drawn to like horror and stuff." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it was kind of before I'd gotten into horror movies. Even it was like right at the start when like I was like feeling like friends were going to introduce me to Scream like in a year or two mm-hmm. or something. Oh, like wow. it was around that time. <laughs> 
Um, so it was like probably the the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Um, but I was like into Halloween for sure, but not really into horror. I was like a little young, maybe. I don't know. Fair. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah it, it was like it was like a, it's a special touch point, and mm-hmm. that I have this uh, Jason mask right here. You're welcome, YouTube. Yes. Signed by Kane Hodder. Cool. So cool. Oh. I did not get it then. I paid him for this later, sure. as he yes. should be paid yes. for yes. things yes. like yes. this. <laughs> Make that money, Kane. That's, right. awesome. That's exactly. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for your services. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's so true, though, just, um, Matthew, to piggyback off of, like, why you enjoy the chain, even though it goes all in different ways. Just because it's it's so interactive, too, to watch people make horrible decisions that are so absurd and out there that you know like the people aren't peopling and this isn't real life but to be on the other side of it just kind of you know like talking to the screen like what are you doing and like so the more crazy a movie can be like the more interactive I become into the movie and that's why I enjoy it so much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like laughing at how like what bad choices they make. Like, Absolutely. let's be real. This movie might as well be animated. Like, these people are <laughs> <Yes>. almost <laughs> cartoon characters. Yes. Although I did put in uh, one of my gripes when she, when Teen Tina kisses Hunky Nick, and I'm like, girl, you've known him for two seconds, and you're oh, kissing yeah. him, and then I was like, well, also, like, you can't act like you haven't walked into a bar and kissed a guy before that you didn't know Nikisha, so, like, don't judge her <laughs> for her choices. <laughs> wow, Nikisha really outing herself. <laughs> Don't judge your choices. So I'm like, go Teen Tina. At least you had a couple conversations with him. So there you go. So if you notice that there wasn't a whole lot of chemistry between um, Tina and Hunky Nick, it's because Hunky Nick is gay. Um, oh. And uh, okay. Teen Tina was married and lied about how old she was when she was hired for this job, and she was terrified that the producers would find out both. So she kept herself secluded from the rest of the cast. Like, they were all, like, partying and fucking each other and doing drugs. It was, like, the late 80s. Everyone was like, Coke, woo! Right, yeah. (laughs) But she didn't, and so Mm. everybody thought she was, like, so cold, but she was actually just afraid that she was going to get fired because she was married. Funny. And in her 20s or something like that. Something wild. Like, this this movie has been dubbed before as um, Fry Gay the 13th. Oh! <laughs> yeah, apparently there's like a lot of uh, good times happening off screen. <laughs> Interesting. I'm obsessed with everything about this movie. Yeah. Even just hearing all of your fun facts makes me love yeah. this movie like, even I've, more. I've uh, <laughs> dived deep into it because like it's so absurd and like I need to know mm-hmm. more. Yeah. I need to know more. And <laughs> there, there has to be more under the surface. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, does anyone else have anything to add to likes and grass before we move no, on? I, I, no, but I, I, I feel like this needs to move up my list now that we've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, yes. Okay, well, let's get into our next section, which is mm, brains. Mm, tasty. Tasty. Okay, so I have a couple of questions for Jamie, but I know Matthew had a question for Jamie, so I'm going to let Matthew go first, and then I'll um, ask after that. So, like, they bring Tina to this lake Mm -hmm. house. Put that in quotes, because I'm not sure that was a lake, but... (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, To, like, force her to confront the fact that she murdered her father here when she was a child kind of against her will 
Like, that is, like, the most severe form of, like, immersion therapy I've ever heard of. But also, like, on a more serious note, uh, Kane Hodder, when he was a young stuntman um, early in his career, offered to do a fire stunt for a local reporter, and it went horribly wrong. He lit himself on fire in, like, it, it burned uncontrollably. He got second and third degree burns over 40% of his body. It almost killed him. Like, he ran for his life to the nearest house. That woman, like, sa- literally saved his life. Um, so, years later, after that, after he had recovered, he gets hired in this movie, and the scene when they light him on fire is a record-breaking burn for Hollywood. He's on fire for 44 seconds. The ignition of it is in camera. Like, it it seems wild to me that someone who had such, like, a traumatic, life-threatening event happen to them would choose to immerse themselves back in Mm. that world. I don't know if I could do... As a therapist, like, do you help someone with that how uh, talk to someone who wants to do that or doesn't want to do that like is immersion therapy a thing first of all that's a a wild story and like like having that context and then watching this and like seeing him go through that like just i i can't even imagine having experienced a trauma that is so directly connected to like what you were then agreeing to do but also, like, it's putting yourself on the spot in this way that, like, you know, has the potential to also re-traumatize you is, oh, like, yeah. wild to think about. Um, but uh, in terms of immersion therapy, um, uh, I wonder if it's more akin to, like, real-life therapy, which is exposure and response prevention therapy, which is, I think, what people think exposure therapy is. And the idea of what ERP or exposure and response prevention therapy is, is like reducing the, the, uh, distress that folks have around like certain, certain fears. That's like a very basic understanding of it. And it's used a lot for folks who have, um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and it makes me think about that because like, it's that plus like phobias, like it's rooted in like a deep, deep, intense fear that's in interfering with your ability to like function. Um, so the idea behind ERP is helping safely remove the distress associated so that like you can function again. Um, and it, the, the part of how it works is like creating a hierarchy of things that you're like slowly exposing yourself to over time to show yourself that you're able to tolerate that distress and therefore like reduce the anxiety and and feelings that come along with like being exposed to that thing because a lot of you know if you think about things that we're afraid of like typically we want to avoid them we don't want to deal with them because they're spooky they're scary and like the idea of of being exactly. around them are is, is terrifying. Like if you think about uh, a fear of needles, a fear of driving, like things like that, where it's like you can't do that thing, and so like it it fully like you can't even think about it. So 
creating a hierarchy where like, if the goal is to be able to, let's say it's driving, if the goal is to be able to like get behind the wheel of a car and like go somewhere, how do you break that down into like steps to be able to make that happen? So you're not going from zero to a hundred because that's, that's not really like reducing that distress. You're starting really, really small. It might also be that's like speeding. Yeah. Think no. Oh my God. <laughs> but wow. Oh Excellent car um, So, <laughs> so it might start small with like, and I'm, I'm going to like make stuff up, but like it might start with, um, like a picture of a car, which like, if you're thinking about it, it might seem innocuous, but like that might stir up like a little bit of anxiety because you're still thinking about it. Um, the next might be like a video of a car driving. The next might be like going outside and like looking at a parked car, then looking at a car that's driving. So like, it's these like small incremental steps that you're taking and uh, like with supervision so that you're, you're able to challenge your own fear, um, but also not use maybe some of the uh, compulsions or coping skills that like allow you to avoid that fear in the first place so that you're, you're again, like challenging your own ability to like tolerate that distress and like, again, show yourself that you are capable of tolerating any level of distress as opposed to avoiding it because that allows the distress to grow. Um, so all of that, being said, um, I think that, I mean, I don't know like what, and hopefully Kane got like a lot of support around that because like, again, that's like truly a horrifying experience. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily be like, yeah, go right back into the thing that like you already went through to, uh, like, even if the goal was to like work through it, like also it's, it's, there, there's inherent risk involved with like doing stunts. So it's like, does it have to be this particular stunt? Can there be something else that like you get back into, but like props to him for doing it and doing it successfully. Um, but I, you know, I think that there are strategies and tools to like help revisit trauma. Um, I think for trauma in particular, like that I might view differently. I don't know if I would re-expose people to like their trauma Um, but I think that there's like other tools out there that can help people process trauma again, like in ways where they might have to talk through it, but like, there's all kinds of different tools, whether it's like talk therapy or, um, uh, eye movement and descent, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, AKA EMDR, that's why you're never going to hear me <laughs> say the whole word because it's a mouthful. Um, but like, that's also like yes. a, a, a research driven uh, approach to treating trauma where you're like revisiting and, dis- and, and talking about traumatic experiences, but also using um, like bilateral stimulation, whether it's like moving your eyes back and forth or like tapping left and right back and forth to uh, like kind of rewire your brain essentially because trauma does super weird things to your brain but there's all kinds of like tools and things to to work through it um, and process it but yeah I don't know if I'd go straight for the like let's dive right back in um, that seems like a lot 
Absolutely. I know there was an 11 year gap between mm. his accident and this movie. So, like, one would assume yeah, he probably so. did have some yeah. help. I would hope so, for sure. Right. Uh, to piggyback off of that, Jamie, you were talking about you wouldn't necessarily recommend putting people back in their trauma if it's like a, a trauma thing. So, with this movie in particular, do you feel like the doctor put Teen Tina just back into her trauma instead of like, or do you think that there was some uh, helpfulness in her going back to the cabin, like where? And of course, we know Dr. Cruz yeah. is a duty head, but <laughs> just the method in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, would you okay that method of putting her back into uh, where she experienced I mean, that trauma? Well, yeah, I think that the key part of that is like, not only are they returning to like the scene of where like she was traumatized, but also he's like insulting her to like right. to to conjure up this like reaction in her um and like exploit her so i definitely don't agree with any of this um yes. i think that like you know for folks who have experienced traumas especially when it's tied to like a particular location i found that people will avoid those places which again I think is like totally normal and like a very normal response mm-hmm. to experiencing something traumatic I think that you have to give people their own time to decide like is this a place that they have to return to is it the place that like by them right. not returning to it is interfering with their ability to like function on a regular basis um you know like people who have been assaulted while like going out for a run in a particular park might avoid that park for a period of time. They might not even run for a period of Mm -hmm. time. And then like, as they are working through and like processing that, like they might eventually end up back there and like it feeling okay for them. But like, I certainly wouldn't be like, you have to go there or like, you know, Oh, it's been like, it's been a year, like get over it. Let's go to the park. Like that's like none of that sounds or is helpful in any kind of way but like they're you know for for their own processing like they might want to revisit it but I think also talking through like taking your time giving yourself grace right um because again like you can be re-traumatized like there's elements of past trauma that you can re-experience that also lead to a traumatic response so you just want to be very thoughtful Mm. and mindful about how you are navigating having experienced a trauma, both like the person who experienced the trauma, but also the people like the support system, um, especially therapists. Like there is a huge degree of responsibility, I believe for therapists to not re-traumatize their client, any client who has already experienced a trauma. Like you, like a, you should be trained. I also have a huge gripe whenever therapists in general say they don't do trauma um, and I say that because it's actually like half, like I've, I've received referrals from other people who already have therapists who are like, well, I came to you because my therapist doesn't do trauma. And like, you do the trauma stuff. And I was like, that's fucked up. What is that? That is not okay. Um, and it made me really mad. And I get that everyone has their own specialties and whatnot. Like I don't currently specialize in trauma, but like, if somebody has experienced a traumatic event, I'm absolutely going to yeah. support them through it because, like, that's my relationship with them. So I have I have a huge right. a, a huge life gripe around that. But um, 
But yeah, there's a huge responsibility for mental health professionals to support people effectively and not cause further harm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that the psychiatrist uh, gives two shits about that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. He's a terrible human and being. Te- just a terrible psychiatrist. <laughs> I don't Bad understand. <laughs> I don't really know what what his goals are here. Like, is he, what's the point of him trying to get her to, like, use her telekinesis? Like, to catch it on tape? Like, and then what? Like, I just don't understand what the end game right. is for him at all. That is not clear. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, like, like... I don't know, traumatize her further. That's, like, really the only thing that I can... But, like, what does he get from this? Yeah, he doesn't even, like, say, like, I'm going to write a paper or I want to resurrect Jason because he's my cousin. Like, there's nothing (laughs) in there about that. Like... That's like, yeah, the, I didn't even think about that until you said it. Like, no, I was, was thinking that the whole. Yeah. I should have said that in the gripe, but like, I really didn't understand like what what his goals were. Like, he's like doing experiments and he is recording it, but like, he's not publishing. As far as we know, he doesn't say like, oh, I can't wait to send this to all the journals or like or make money. There's no like money scheme. There's no seemingly no power scheme, except he, you know, he is in a position of power as her psychiatrist. So like he, and he does, Mm -hmm. I mean, he makes the comments to her mom, to Tina's mom, that he's going to re hospitalize her. So like there is a power dynamic, Mm -hmm. but it still doesn't really make sense why he would drag her out of the hospital and, or, or, like, if she was recently hospitalized or, in general, why he would drag her here. Like, to what end? What is the point of this? Right. Super wild. <laughs> Don't get it. And that's why he's probably... Would you say he's on, like, if you had to rank of, of the bad Ooh. therapist, psychiatrist? Mm. Like, would, would he be top three? Like, where would yeah. you put him? Wow. And I know. We're talking about the Hall of Fame here. Yeah, like... Uh, the one I that I That's the, the go to one yeah. I think of all <laughs> the, the time is the uh, is yeah. um, hypnotic where he's like oh, yeah. hypnotizing right. people to like do his bidding like that's bad because yes. they don't know about it like that feels like the worst because they don't mm. know about it unless they and then they like kind of realize it later but like they're not conscious when these things are happening like she's she is aware right. But, like, it's still awful that he's, like, treating her this way. So, like, I would say definitely, like, top, yeah. top five, top three. I can't remember who else is on the list. Okay. Um, the one the, the one from uh, The Invited that lets her go. Um, oh, yeah. There's yes. the Uninvited. as you mentioned. The Uninvited. Yeah, don't invite them. Uh, <laughs> the Uninvited. There's there's obviously Dr. Loomis, but the award is named after him, right. so he doesn't count. Yeah, so yeah. we can't put that's him in like there. Toy, okay. yeah, Toy Story, you can't rank Toy Story among the best Pixar because like it's the first one. <laughs> it's like the original, the original. It's Dr. Loomis. Um, those are the rules. I don't make yeah. up rules. Um, well, those are the rules. There was uh, there's yeah. there's mm-hmm. the one in Rosemary's Baby at the end. But he's, oh yeah, oh, who's in yeah. that? Yeah. Groden plays him. Yeah. Um, but like oh, that's yeah. he's not necessarily bad. He's doing his job, but he didn't know that he's handing him back to the her back to the Mm-mm. the bad guys. Um, uh, yeah, there's we've we've come across a lot of yeah. them. Do we not oh, have Splice? a running list? We need a running list. We should. I'll make one. There's yeah. the one in Splice. Yeah. 
uh, played by what's her name? Um, uh, you know, Memory. I don't even remember that movie. The teacher. What? We didn't do it on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, I was like, um, what are you it's the M Night Shyamalan movie. It's, like, oh. it's what's her name? Betty Buckley in Splice. Do you mean Split? Split. Nice. Not I was Splice. Like, we didn't split. do. <laughs> no, Split. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, like like alien genetics movies. Splice yeah, is yeah, like a never 90s, mind. like <laughs> sci fi. Is that what it's called? Split? Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like Split. Yeah. That was a um, movie. Yeah, I'll make the list. I'll, I'll put okay. that on my to do list. I'll make the list. I'll go through Great. all of our movies. Fantastic. Okay, Jamie, I just go have one more it. question for you. Um, so the doctor threat, like throughout the movie, threatens to put Teen Tina back into. Uh, the hospital um and he makes a comment to her mom that he was like i'm gonna do this and i'll do it without your permission so my question is can a psychiatrist psychologist whomever commit an underage person without their parents um good question consent? good question um yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um yes uh so the the rules um as far as i know are around if mm-hmm. somebody of any age is a safety threat to themselves or someone else. If they, like, explicitly say that, that they sense. want to, like, cause harm, um, that they want to kill themselves, that they want to cause harm, kill somebody else, um, then, you know, that that's, like, the, a limit of confidentiality, which is something that, like, every mental health professional, when you first meet with them, should explain that, like, all conversation here's my spiel all conversations and communications between us are protected by law unless you tell me that you want to harm yourself harm somebody else or there's a child at risk of being abused or neglected Mm -hmm. um thank you thank you wonderful um so (laughs) that's that's the limit to our our confidentiality to your confidentiality so that means that like i can in turn like contact EMS to come and evaluate you to like bring you to the hospital then the hospital can also evaluate you and determine like if you if it warrants inpatient hospitalization um and again like if that Mm. if that risk is identified then like there's a very high likelihood that you would be admitted into the hospital and then from that point it's it's usually like at minimum anywhere from like a 24 to 72 hour hold where the hospital is observing you to see like, does, does that risk change? Like does your, um, your risk of self harm or like harming somebody else, uh, lower at any point. And like, you're probably already going through, um, like grief therapy. They might medicate you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at that 72-hour mark, they decide if they want to keep you for longer for observation. Sometimes it could be, like, a week. Um, Sometimes it could be much, much longer. Um, So, again, like, that's that's kind Mm -hmm. of the, the, like, basis that you're being evaluated to see if you should remain in the hospital or not. But that, that is inclusive of minors. Um, so even if you are underage, if you're still presenting with that same like risk to yourself or to others, um, you Mm -hmm. can still be hospitalized even without the permission of a parent. Um, there's, there are situations where like a parent might want to hospitalize their child and like they give consent Um, but like those are other unique circumstances. So like, again, this is like at the, 
at bare bones, like across the board, what all mental health professionals mm-hmm. should be um, evaluating with folks that they're working with is like safe to yourself, safe to others. If you are not, and it should be a conversation. Um, like it's more than just right. like saying it, like, do you have a plan? Like, what is the intent? Do you have access to like the means to follow through? Um, like all of that is really important yeah. information that that determines whether or not um, like you should call EMS or like that the likelihood of somebody being hospitalized. And you should always talk about safety planning with folks as well, even young people. Right. Wonderful. Limited confidentiality. The, the limits to confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Got it. Which that absolutely makes sense. Like we've talked about that too. Um, with other movies uh, and you know actually I'm yes, remembering ahead, the one that we talked about that with it was actually with Matt yes it was the ready or not dad in Scream 6 where she goes to the um oh. when she goes oh, to the her therapist, her therapist. The yeah yeah and, and he's like start, yeah he's like oh I'm gonna have to report right. this like if you're talking yes. about it yep. but she's right. not actually like saying that she wants to kill somebody yeah She's yeah. just like kind of pro- right, like making sense of like how she's feeling, and and then like that shuts exactly. the conversation yeah. down. And also talking about killing someone in self defense yes. in the past. Yeah. Yes, it's not no intent yeah. for yeah. future, but like something that already this was happened. hard on me. I don't bring yes, it up uh-huh. because people are afraid of me because yes. of it. Right. Good. Right. Good callback, Brian. Yes, yeah. Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. I got to make this list now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm I super know. excited. I can't wait for our award show. Like, we really need to make that we should. We should have an end of year award show for worst. Yeah, for all the movies that we did the past yes. year. Yeah. We, like, mm-hmm. hand out the awards. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. We'll invite Matt back to help us, uh, help us vote. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Great. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, that's all that I have. Jamie, you have given us so much. Thank you for uh, your knowledge and for me continually just... Um, having you be a catch-all for all therapists <laughs> and psychologists. So I thank you for your service. So welcome. Um, <laughs> so let's get into some rotten to mutton, guys. Rotten to mutton. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. What do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, what is the percent? Um, Matt, let's start with you. Yo, it cannot be good. (laughs) (laughs) It can't. It just can't. It's so true. Although I bet there's a huge discrepancy between the critics' score Mm -hmm. and the audience score. I bet Mm -hmm. it has a much higher audience Uh, score because people like us are like, this is awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> All right, in school, but anything below a like what sixty five is failing. So I'm gonna go with a twenty two. Mm. Right. Oh, that's so. All right. Okay. Uh, Nikisha, what do you uh, got? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say forty two. Mm. All right, Jamie. I'm gonna say thirty two. Great. All right. The answer is. Thirty-five percent. Whoa! Oh, wow! Pretty good. As lumbering, <laughs> as great. lumbering and bereft of conscious thought as its unstoppable star, <gasps> Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood finds the franchise in desperate need of the title ingredient. 
<laughs> I mean, oh. fair. Yeah. It is like the least bloody yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Matt, it actually only has a 37% audience score. They're all wrong. Why? They're all wrong. They're all wrong. Yeah, yeah incorrect. I Sorry. I, I thought the same thing that you did before I looked. I thought it was going to be like 35% and like 62% or 80% yeah. or something like that. That wow. was actually surprising. Mm-hmm. And the audience, the 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 critics' consensus is based on 26 reviews, hmm. whereas the audience score is over 50K ratings. Wow. Yeah. What? And it still yeah, came out? Yeah, that's surprising wow. to me. Very close. Um, very surprising. But uh, should we do the four S's? Yes. 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 All right. Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> the four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Um, we are going to rank them one through ten, how we felt this movie handled mental health and human behavior. How scary was it? And how much are you going to shake this off? Is this a one and done? Will you remember this? And then we'll go around and do our suggestions. Um, but, Jamie, let's start with you. Uh, what would you give your um, skulls, scares, and shakes? Yeah. So, <laughs> for skulls, I gave this a two. Um, because people, like, these are not human beings. These are, I don't know what they are, but they are... Not making smart not choices. Um, I think the, the the two points I'm giving it is for Tina being like, we gotta go. And it loses all the points when what's his face, hunky guys, like, no, we gotta find my friends. Like, fuck your friends. Let's go. They're all Get dead. All there. of them are all dead. Dead. Um, right. For scares, I'm giving this a one. Um, I did not find this movie <laughs> scary. Again, I still had a great time, um, but I, I'm guessing that like downplaying all of the kills kind of like lessen dampens the scary value. Um, for sure. For shakes, I'm giving this a two only because. Earlier today, I literally <laughs> remarked that I had forgotten that I had watched this <laughs> just yesterday. Um, but I did really enjoy this conversation. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I have a much greater appreciation for this film now. Maybe I'll give it a three. This conversation <laughs> is longer than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so yeah, much to there really is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> okay, skulls. I gave it a one because yeah, people aren't peopling. Scares. I gave it a zero. It was not scary. It was hilarious <laughs> to me. And I'm giving this a six for shakes because I was laughing so much throughout <laughs> it. I had the best time. And now I literally think when we get done with this podcast, I'm going to go back and watch six um, because six uh, is yeah, great. This, it was just six fun. Six is great. Funny. So yeah, uh, Matt. Uh, for Skulls, I uh, gave it a one because, like I said before, these might as well be cartoon characters. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> for Scares, I gave it a two. I didn't find this scary at all, but I can see how other people might be like, ooh, Jason, or like that cat jump scare got me, Fair. or yeah, something sure. like that. But And for Shakes, I gave it a seven. I would give it a higher score, 
because I love it so much and I think about it all the time when Friday the 13th comes up, but I had to knock a few off because, like Jamie, I rewatched this movie recently and was like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's I'm a hilarious. one for skulls, a one for scares, and I'm a six for shakes because, like, I've been watching all these, and this one stands out as being nutso. So, like, it is nutso. this is like Obsessed. when you're talking. I, I this is gonna sound so silly, but like I talk about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise like a lot, whether it's just with myself or I'm on Letterbox, <laughs> um, or like on this podcast or even on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Like, how does this not make like this movie is so absurd? It has to make a million lists. Like, like if, if you're exactly. like Matt and I text sometimes and. and talking about this franchise and stuff like this and like this one comes up all the time because like this is just a special movie however you're using special in context like you know like there's something about this movie that like you said this is the this is the friday the 13th average like i i get that i totally get that um but if you uh, so matt i've been obsessed with the app letterboxd so I make tons of lists. Everyone can follow me at BP527. Um, so as I'm watching all these movies, um, I'm ra- this, this website was made for me. It's like ranking, and like I have a diary of all the movies I've watched, and like it's amazing. It's like, it was, like when we used to go to drinks after work and like talk about like how we would rank our Wes Anderson movies and stuff yes. like that, this is literally just the digital version of that. I'm obsessed with it. Um, anyway... So, here is my rankings of the Friday the 13th movies I've seen so far. So, that list terminates at 7. Oh, no, you've seen 10. I've seen 10, and I've seen the 2009 remake. But not 8. Oh, okay. So, I'm missing... I'm missing... And it does does not... Yeah. (laughs) It does not include... uh, It does not include uh, also Freddy vs. Jason. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. at number 9... We have Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. That's your least favorite. That's my least favorite. I'm not going to spoil anything here. But I know, I want to say it, but I... No. There's just... And, and honestly, the reason that most people don't like this movie is, is, not, the reason? Reason I, is not the reason I don't like this movie. Mm. I oh, actually think that's super reason? interesting. Yeah. yeah. I just think this movie is... This movie totally falls flat. I think this movie has too many red herrings that don't make sense. Mm. Um, nothing really happens in this movie. I, I don't know. I, this 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 doesn't feel like a Friday the Thirteenth movie in in some ways. Um, mm. At number eight, I have Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. I could not tell you one thing that happens in this movie except for he gets the mask. Oh, the bikers. That was the only thing I was going to say. He gets the mask. And the bikers. <laughs> the bikers are end up coming to, like, yeah. the house and, like, looking for them because the, the, the nerdy kid knocks their bikes over as they're leaving. Anyway, that was... I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At number seven is the 2009 Friday the 13th. We covered it on this podcast. The biggest... The first... The first 20 minutes of this movie, or 15 minutes, is awesome. The sleeping bag, the, like, Ben Feldman, like, in the woods and looking for the weed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fun. And then once you get to, like, the house stuff, and the fact that the final girl is not who you think it is, is horseshit. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is horseshit. Yeah. That is so unsatisfying that she doesn't make it to the end. It's, uh, I won't spoil it. What movie did the... But anyway, I hate that. Um, <laughs> So at number six is the movie we just talked about. 
Uh, New Blood. Okay. Then I have, at number five, I have the final chapter. Mm. That's Which with... Which is four. Four, with Corey Feldman. Yes. Uh, uh, is that four, or is that... That's... No, that's... Yeah, that's four. Corey Feldman, uh, Crispin Glover's in that one, I think. Uh-huh, he does the dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that... <laughs> I actually think that's a great yeah. movie. Um... Uh, and then at number four, Jason Lives. I, I freaking loved Jason Lives. It's great. It's uh, And the nice. there is no better character in all of the Friday the 13th movies than the uh, the gravekeeper uh, drinking. Oh, my God. He's like, <laughs> no one's going to believe me. I went to high school. Like, he calls him a duty head. I think he calls him a duty head in the movie. I think that's why um, I've been saying it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great film. Dude, oh, fart head. Uh, Maybe goes wow. a fart head. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at number three, and I actually think at number three is part two. I actually think this is actually the best one. Part two is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginny is an underrated final girl. Uh, she's amazing. The jump scares she's... at the end, the whole shack sequence at the end with Ginny, and like dressing up as Pamela, and like all the stuff going back is is awesome. It's a great, great movie. Um, at number two, we have Jason X, uh, for all the reasons. Oh, and, love it. And number one, I think based purely on nostalgia, is the original. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I just, I think that the twist at the end, knowing who Jason is and then watching that movie with the twist at the end is actually more interesting than, like, it being, like, a Jason movie, if you will. It, it actually sure. is a better movie yeah. knowing that the other movies exist. I think it still surprises modern audiences yeah. because mm. everybody knows Jason yep. and knows Friday the 13th as Jason is the killer. Mm-hmm. And then they watch the original and everyone's like, what? Yeah. Even though this movie they've isn't they about Jason? Mm-hmm. That, literally, I was like, and then you know they didn't mm. watch Scream yeah, exactly. because they tell mm-hmm. you in Scream. <laughs> Wait, did that totally differ from your list? Like if you had a list, like does that completely differ? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have to think more about it, but uh, it's it's pretty close. I wouldn't rank... Um, I don't mind five as much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hated it the first time I saw it, and I have a great appreciation for it after. Sure. If we did it on this podcast, okay. which we should at some point, I'm sure you have tons of fun facts that will change my opinion about it completely. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think otherwise it's it's pretty close. Love Jason X, love the original, mm-hmm. love two. Don't remember three almost at all. Yeah, three sucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, that tracks. Actually, now that we're talking yes. about it, I actually think I would move three to my least favorite because I remember five. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, um, fair. But anyway, suggestions. Uh, what would you suggest to go yes. along with this? Uh, Matt, why don't we start with you? I have things in different medias. Ooh. Just yes. a couple. Ooh. Um, so my number one suggestion, if you are a fan of the Friday the 13th franchise, which I am, um, the reason (laughs) that I have this autographed Jason mask from, uh, sweet, sweet Kane Hodder is because I got it from a Kickstarter when I funded the documentary film to hell and back the Kane Hodder story, which is about his life and career. It made me cry. It is lovely. You should definitely watch it. Cool. Um, he talks a Love lot that. about this movie because it's his first 
big role. He's playing Jason, this iconic character. Mm. He's both the stunt man, the stunt coordinator. Like, it's it's mm. great. You should definitely watch it. Mm. Nice. If you are a fan of franchises that go off the rails, I would suggest Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the next generation. Ooh, it stars okay. a young Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Oh, that's that oh. one. It's oh, that okay. one. Yeah, okay. Dang. It was okay. absolutely okay. panned when it came out. It didn't even make its budget back. Oh, no. <clears throat> but it has since found a cult following because it is bonkers. Ooh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> kind of like this. Like, it goes way askew from what the fuck are <laughs> okay. they talking about? Like, yes. I think there's, like, robo limbs in it what? and, like, human puppetry and... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Has yeah, me yeah. at Robo Limbs. <laughs> Obsessed. Uh, Nikisha, what do you have? Um, I just have another chain adjacent uh, that deals with, like, the mind in a way. So I have Nightmare on Elm Street 2 because, like, the boy gets possessed by Freddy in that one. Um, and then That's also, like, the... Uh, yeah. Queer out the fry. If this is Fry mm-hmm. Gay the Thirteenth, oh. that's the there you go. The gayest Freddy movie because that and also he's like the first male protagonist in the Nightmare like chain mm-hmm. was in mm-hmm. the second one and that movie's wild. Um, and then it's wild. Uh, but then also Nightmare on Elm Street three because uh, you know Dream Warriors and all that stuff and that girl's like bringing people into into her dreams and stuff like that and so. I thought that was a little bit um, adjacent to Teen Adjacent? Teen in her mind. So, so. good. Adjacent. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's all I got. Jamie? Yeah. I went full telekinesis uh, Rex. So, nice. obviously, yes. Carrie um, is on the list. I would mm-hmm. also suggest Chronicle, um, which isn't, like, full-blown horror, but, like, it's got, like, spooky vibes. Um, and then I went with, uh, nice. like, one of the most popular, like, animes ever, Akira. Um, great, great movie, mm. great story. Um, again, not, like, true horror, but, like, it's, like, very cyberpunky. Um, but it's great. Cool. Uh, and I nice. went uh, Firestarter, the original one. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Work. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, none of us said Stranger Things. Oh, interesting. Hey. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think of... Go us. It's trying to think more absurd. Our newest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got to be sillier than that. Yeah, yeah it has to be mm-hmm. way sillier. Stranger Things is too good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I think that wraps up our episode of Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Before blood. we go, can I ask you one question? I do oh, this yes. to you every time. Can I ask one thing? Absolutely. I know I know this answer from Brian, but has anyone been, did anyone go to like a summer camp or like yes. a sleepaway camp? No. Mm-hmm. You did? Um, what was it like? Did you love I, it? Did you hate it? I did love it. I would consider, I like to call myself a camp connoisseur because I have done like literally every single kind of camp that ex- that has existed as a child. Right. Like both my parents worked full time. I don't think I knew so this. So I did 
I did like local after school day camp. Then I did like every day day camp. Then I did day travel camp with the YMCA where every day we would go to a different location like the zoo or the beach or a water park or an amusement park. Um, then That's I did, uh, then I did sleepaway camp proper. Um, and I went to, I think it was like Camp Cayuga, um, which I think something really terrible happened there. I like, I had looked it up recently. Uh, no, Brian, we talked about this in the car. We remember? Did. We did. I, yeah, I forget. Uh-huh. We were like driving to or from the Catskills and, and we, we passed, passed it. it. And I was like, wait, that was my camp. And then I was like Googling it. And then I think like a murder happened. Um, like, <laughs> I, I can't confirm nor deny. Um, you'll have to do some research yourself, oh. but, um, but I think I had a good time. I did that for like two summers and I was like young enough to be on, like, there was like a young side and a teen side. So I was like young enough to be on or old. Yeah. Young enough to be on the young side. And then like the next year I was on like the teen mm-hmm. side. So I got like a mix of both. Um, and it was fun. I learned some some nice. camp staples like Gaga. Um, we had the color wars. Um, the food was fine. Had some good bunk mates. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I didn't keep in touch with anybody from camp. Like I know a lot of other people have. Um, like Brian, I know like you still have friends from camp, which I think is so impressive. It's such a like unique experience yeah. that's so short that like. I think that's great to be able to like make those really strong connections and like they last like literally forever. Didn't your mom just like reconnect? Like she was talking about people she's still friends with from camp. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's truly wild to me. It's such a weird, well, unique truly thing. wild. Yeah, short but formative, right? Yeah, yeah, very true. Fantastic. I have not experienced camp. I always wanted to go to summer camp, so I'll, but I'll just live vicariously. We should have an adult uh, summer like, camp. Uh, jumping event. on giant inflatable things in a yeah. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine what goes on. Sounds great, Sonia. That, sounds, that yeah. sounds great. I miss camp every day. I miss sleepaway <laughs> camp every single day. I want every like. I want every day to be like sleepaway camp, <laughs> not the film. Oh. The experience. Real life experience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Oh, wow, 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 wow. What was it? Eat, shit, and uh, die? Isn't that a quote from there? Eat, shit, and live. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> that whole baseball sequence in that movie, the things they say is truly a highlight of watch, of doing this podcast. Wow. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Coupled with the uh, men in crop tops. Right, right. So, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Very important. Very important. <laughs> I only, I went to a day camp. There was like, uh, you said, Jamie, like we would, I was like, uh, probably in my early teens. Wow, a lot of these things coincide. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, <laughs> why I am the way I am. Um, and so we would, like, yeah, go on, like, adventures. But my senior year of high school, I brought yeah, this yeah. topic up selfishly. Uh, I was a counselor at the same camp. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a Y camp. And uh, halfway through the summer, the same, like, the teenage campers were spending an overnight camping at the camp, just, like, pitching tents, and, like, it was in, like, the town. It was not... They could go home when they wanted to, that sort of thing. So me and my other friend, who's a counselor, were like, hey, while they're sleeping over, we should totally get dressed up and scare them. No! So we... So we called the counselors that were their counselors, and were like, we have this idea. What do you think? 
And they were like, absolutely, this is going to become a camp tradition. What a good idea. Can't wait. Just make sure that you let them know right before you show up. They're like, great. So the, the, there's no confusion if there's like sure, a real yeah, killer yeah. if it's me. You got to be specific. So, yeah, I got to be specific. <laughs> so we get dressed up, masks. We had like uh, like plastic weapons, like axes and stuff. We go to this camp. We call the counselors like, hey, it's us. We're coming in. And we did not come running in. We uh, stood on the tree line and just like waited for someone to notice and then walked away into the woods. What? And that was the bad choice. And that like these kids were really, really scared. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, I, I to this day feel guilty about it. I oh, got fired really? for it. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Uh, I chose it. I mean, but... It's like, it's something now that, like, I laugh about. Okay. But at the time, it was pretty... It was traumatic on both ends of the experience. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, but what... Still, what, like, a fun idea to do, but totally, like, sad that they... I had fun the whole time right. until the end when I was getting in trouble and was like, oh, no, I didn't understand this is how this was going. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> kids, it's like, I come definitely on, traumas- guys. traumatized some teenagers <laughs> in my teenage years. Just casually traumatized. I hope they like people. Friday the 13th. Right. I know. That's wild. <laughs> it's okay. We hope those kids are okay. <laughs> no. um, but uh, while we still have you... I know you do a lot of fun things on your Instagram during Halloween, during this month. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where people can find you. Yes. So mostly I use Instagram, which is at Hallow Woods, Hallow like Halloween and Woods like trees, two W's in the middle. Um, I am selling a Halloween countdown calendar that I make every year. Woo. It goes October to October. Uh, it is all sorts of illustrations of mine and spooky dates, uh, anniversaries of horror movies, fun things to celebrate throughout the year to keep Halloween going from October to October. It is Jamie October. and I's primary um, uh, ha- hanging calendar in the kitchen all year. It's the best. Yes. We love Thank it. Thank you so much. It's I appreciate wonderful. that. <laughs> um, I'm also in the midst of doing Inktober, which is like a daily drawing prompt, and I'll be I'm illustrating little ghosts that uh, I auction on Instagram every day. So look out for that. Um, I have artwork hanging up in three different locations in New York City, um, yes. which I think That's is amazing. a career first for me. Congrats. Three at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, and other than that, just like trying to do fun That's spooky great. stuff. Without, um, without traumatizing without kids. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun, fun scary. scary. You know, fun um, scary. Fun we scary. will have uh, in the description of this episode, you can find all the links to Matt. So um, his website, Instagram, yes. all of that. So you can check that out in the description. Definitely find him uh, and follow him immediately. If you're a new listener, if you're a listener who has heard him before but didn't click the link, you should do it today. I think that's important to do. Yes. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. that. It's, it's a good it. time to follow. Mm-hmm. 
Fantastic. Uh, well, I think that is it for us. And Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. You can follow us on all of the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Talk Horror Pod, P-O-D. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Wherever you listen to podcasts. So on YouTube, there's one high YouTube. You can listen to us and watch us there. Um, the second thing you can find us on is like Spotify and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And, and thank, thank you. you. Uh, Matt. Thank you so, so much for joining us. We yes, I'm so yes. happy that you introduced us to this one uh, so that we can just like truly dive into <laughs> yes, Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, there's more bonkers to come. No, I know. Done. I got two more to, to enjoy. But thank you so much. We, we appreciate you, what you bring to the horror yes. fan community and just the horror community in general. Um, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you always. Yes. We'll be seeing you again soon. So oh, yeah. Matthew frequents our, our podcast. We have to so do our awards. There'll be another one. We have to do. Yeah, we have to do and awards. then whenever <laughs> Scream 7 comes out, starring Michelle Rodriguez. Starring Michelle Rodriguez. You heard it yes. first here, folks. Yes. Heard it here for her. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times. Okay, Brian, do you have a quote Do you want that you want to leave us with? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> You know, it it just proves my point. Let me tell you something about women. Uh, I I got a date with soap on the rope. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just all. Wait, there's another good one. She's like, I knew you the first time. I knew I liked you the first time. I saw the size of your enormous oh, wallet. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's a great one. Oh, <laughs> all right, thanks guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>